This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey, Blue Shirt Breakaway fans, welcome to another week of the Blue Shirt Breakaway. I'm here with Greg, and good news or bad news, we're both absolutely broken. Greg, say hello. Oh, I, I can't even muster a hello with the amount of pain I'm in right now. I am also in a great deal of pain. That being said, uh, let's let's explain a little bit about our injuries. We were on the ice together. Uh, we were ice skating, holding hands. Oh, uh, I hurt my back, and you hurt your left arm. And uh, you know, the funniest thing about this is every week we've done this podcast, we've been hurt like emotionally. <laughs> and this week we come into the podcast feeling pretty damn great about the Rangers and our bodies are like, no, we are going to kill you. You're in pain. Yeah. Uh, all New Yorkers know. You don't know because you're from Savannah, Georgia. But all I'm not York- from. I just live here. Oh, right? sorry. My bae. My uh, bad. Okay. My bad, brah. Um, that we had a wonderful snowstorm this weekend and uh, I blew my back out shoveling all that snow. So... Here I am podcasting for you. Yeah, and my thing was my New Year's resolution is to get in better shape. And like an idiot, I actually did join a gym. And day one was buys and tries, and I blew out my left bicep. What so. an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> We're on fire. Yeah. Who would ever want to get in shape? Being fat's the way to go. Oh, uh, well, we disagree. But, hey, I support you, Greg. I, I hear you, buddy. You can do it. Oh, it's just, you know, I want to use my arm and extend it. I just want to, like, high-five someone. And I can't do that anymore. We can't even high-five about the six points we got this week. What, what? Six points? It was a big week. This was really a great week for me. So many things happened. The Rangers got six points out of four games. Wait, can I guess the the second one? The Mets have re-signed Yoannis Cespedes. My bookie is out of jail. What? No, go, wait. This was, (laughs) wait, go back. Your bookie's out of jail? Uh, Our friend of a friend who knows our guy uh, told me the good news that when he got back from China... Uh, the bookie might be back, and bets might be flowing yet again. So 
our long national nightmare, my friend, is over. Before we get into Rangers uh, talk, I really want to regret the amount your bookie went to jail because during that Kansas City Houston game, I wanted to put all my money on Kansas City, and I had no way to do it. I was like, I don't know any bookies. Greg's in jail. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> well, we're back now. Yeah. We can bet all we want on baseball over-unders coming up, which oh. would be splendid. Oh, actually, that, that, that sounds fun. Let's Let's talk about that off the air. Anyway, back can. to hockey, right? Hey, hey, hey now. Uh, so I think, you know, what we should do is what we do every week. We'll go over the games. And Greg, unfortunately, we have no games coming up to review. I know. I have no idea what we're going to talk about on the pod next week. But we'll come up with something spicy. We'll make it a fun episode. I think we're going to do something maybe uh, prospecty, Or maybe we'll do uh, trades to be made. Well, we'll or maybe, maybe we'll have an interview. Oh, my God. Please let that happen. But it, I'm not going to tease any more other than that. Uh. So, that all being said, off to the Vancouver game. which So long ago. That honestly feels like a month ago. It was probably... All right. I said this on in the Reddit thread afterwards. I've never had uh, blue balls so bad from a game. <laughs> like I was sitting there watching the game, well, edging the entire time. <laughs> Just edging it. Well, okay. Sorry. sorry. Interesting. Wasn't expecting that take, but I'm happy we're here. Well, not to get a visual. <laughs> oh my god, this this episode's great so, so far. So a 3-2 overtime win is basically what we're saying here, right? Oh yeah. I mean, I loved that game. I loved when we won that game. Even though it was like really crappy and Miller was really good. Oh, and by the Ryan way, Miller. Ryan Miller, sorry. Well, I mean, JT Miller was good too. He's been we'll talk about him. JT Miller's been spectacular this week. He's my boy. Um we will uh, talk about him in a few, but Ryan Miller was spectacular. Got second start of the game. Uh, I I would also like to congratulate the post, the goal post, which we hit six times in that game, I believe. I've I've seen more posts hit this week than I think I've had in my entire life. Then in like the, it's gotten to a point where even the announcers are just like joking about it. Like, are they aiming for it? I mean, that's how it was in the King Stanley Cup games. If you want me to be honest, it hurts still. I don't want you. I don't want you to be honest. I'll take it back. It didn't happen. <laughs> uh yeah so this game was crazy uh this is my favorite stat from this game vancouver only had eight shots in the second and third the rangers ended up with 49 shots on goal yeah that's a lot of shots really hats off to ryan miller ryan miller always plays well against the rangers i mean he just comes to play whenever he comes to new york it's almost like i don't know he wanted to play here and for some reason it just never worked out because the Devils have great goalies, the Rangers have great goalies, and the Islanders are inept. So, uh, but yeah, shots dude, fired I on mean, the Islanders. Yeah, well, it forty nine shots on goal, but honestly, kind of amazing that the Rangers were able to muster out three goals in that game. Uh, the Canucks being young and really reckless isn't the word. Um, uh, I, I I don't know what the word is. I'm looking for just. Not polished enough on the defensive end really helped the Rangers just create scoring opportunities. And with the scoring opportunities came all those shots. And you could be playing the game of your life, which Ryan Miller was. And, you know, it's hard to stop 48 shots. So I can't exactly blame him for the fact that the Canucks lost that game. Well, I mean, I, I think he only shot, he stopped 47 because we shot 49. So what, what? Uh, he shot he, 46 is what he stopped. I'm saying, like, in order to win that game, he would have had to stop 48 shots. Yeah. That's a lot for your goaltender. To, that's a lot asking a lot of the goaltender. Also, they spent the, we spent the entire time in the uh, Canuck zone. It was, 
I was I just couldn't believe we couldn't score. I was sitting here, as I said before, uh, doing a dance and just was outraged if we lost that game. But I felt in my heart of hearts and my heart of the cards that we were going to win that one. Yeah, it turned out to be a good game. Stepan with the goals, Zuccarello with the goal. Those are things you'd like to see. And we're going to talk a lot about JT Miller this week because both of us said comments on last week's pod saying this is the time for JT Miller to start playing like a top six forward. And you know what? He's playing like a top six forward. He's playing amazing hockey right now. I'll tell you what. uh, You know, he's he's been incredible. And uh, Kreider continues to uh, make me very angry. And this is like the... We talk about Kreider all the time, and I don't want to bring him up after this, but he just missed two open wide, two open shots on the net against the Islanders and then again tonight, tonight against Buffalo. It didn't end up mattering, but, like, he's standing in front of the net. Like, put it in. But back to JT Miller, he's been incredible. He's really, he's like, great. shown his scoring techniques. He's really taken it, to the, taken it to the net, and he's always in the right place at the right time, and I, I honestly couldn't be happier about it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Natural transition here if we want to look to the Hurricanes game. Uh, just because there's not a whole lot to say about the Canuck game besides Ryan Miller playing out of his mind. But Miller, two more goals against the Hurricanes. And the Hurricane game was crazy to watch because a lot of the Ranger goals were created off just terrible turnovers by the Hurricanes. That's something the Rangers had been giving up a lot of. But uh, McDonough's first goal was a terrible turnover by the Hurricanes in center ice. Um, the Yandel goal and one of the Miller goals were also literal direct results of bad passing by the Hurricanes. And it was, it was just fantastic to watch the Rangers finally take advantage of those situations. Cause quite honestly, when their scoring dries up, it's something they haven't been able to do, but against the Hurricanes, we finally saw the Rangers go back to their ways of putting the puck on net and taking prime advantage of scoring changes. And again, JT Miller, the first goal tonight went to McElrath originally, then to Miller and then back to McElrath. But I think after review, it'll go back to Miller. And that means JT Miller is going to have what a five goal week. That's a hell of a week. I mean, he didn't even get a star of the week. You know who did get a star of the week? Uh, who's that guy we traded? Stepniak? Yes. And I, I looked at it and I was like, Stepniak. <laughs> yeah. With the devils now, nonetheless. I know. Uh, and they're right hot on their tails. Actually, Let's before we talk a little bit more about the hurricane game. Let's talk about the standings right now. Things are tight, Greg. I don't. I, I'm scared. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's still January, and there's still you know a lot of hockey left to be played. The Rangers haven't played the Penguins once. Which they have still three incredible. games with the Devils coming up. So, in a sense, things are tight, sure. But the Rangers also control their own destiny. They keep winning important matches. There's Currently second in the uh, Metropolitan. They have a newly created three-point cushion over the Islanders, who I think are still playing. I'm not sure what the score of that is. They game. lost a 4-2 to the Red Wings. Aha. Well, thank you, Detroit. Um, thank you, Detroit. The Rangers, they, they, they control their own. I know it's the same, we've all said, but they really do control their own destiny. Four games against the Penguins. All you have to do, you have to at least split. You can't afford to lose three or four. And three games against the Devils, you take two of the three. It's awfully hard for the Penguins and the Devils to make up ground on the Rangers if they can't beat the Rangers. So, Well, right now, as the standings stand, well, that was very awkward to say, uh, the Rangers have 59 points, the Islanders at 56, the Devils have 55, and the Penguins have 53. 
Now that but the Rangers, the Rangers have played the most games of those teams. Except They're at for the 49 Devils. games played. The Devils are also at 49. Devils games. also at 49? Yes. Okay. Well, that works. And the Devils, it to beat the Devils, it really comes down to finding a hole in Schneider's game. Because offensively speaking, they're a team that is not going to outscore you. And if it comes down to a battle of goalies, there are a few goalies in this league this year having a better year than Mr. Corey Schneider. He's having just a fantastic year. Uh, He might be top goalie, all things said done, considering all the injuries and the fact that Hank really, despite, you know, 23 wins on the season now for Hank, but he's not exactly playing like the Hank of old. No, The Devils might have the best goalie in the NHL in terms of play this year, but their lack of offensive firepower to support that goalie is really killing them in this regular season. ESPN actually ranked the Devils number six today on the power rankings that they know so much about hockey, right? Yeah, I don't right? really, I don't really go, I don't go to ESPN. Yeah, too. I don't either. I'm just, I, I'm just poking fun. I don't for much anymore. I don't either. Just, just check my Dynasty Shots Baseball fired. team. Shout out to Dynasty Baseball. Uh, hey, that's coming back soon. Yeah, man. Uh, anyway, yeah. Oh, man. This, this race is too tight for me. It's too comfortable. Like, I, last year... Well, to be fair, I did see this post earlier also. At this time last year, we had 58 points, and tonight we had 57, and then we won the President's Trophy. We're not winning the President's Trophy this year, uh, but we're probably going to make the playoffs, and I, I, I do have faith in this team. They, they really seem to, like, turn on the engines this week, uh, really started to play like their old selves. And I think part of that is a lot of them were secretly injured, and we weren't talking about it. Uh, I think we were talking about it, though. I think constantly we kept oh, sorry. chalking up some of the problems defensively. You and I defense. were talking about it, but they weren't disclosed. Right. No. Like, um, tonight, uh, Sam said on the broadcast, uh, Victor Stahlberg played all of December with an injury. And I was like, what? I had no idea. I had, had what? no idea. <laughs> uh, I didn't know. He didn't say what the injury was, but he said he played all of December and over Christmas he healed. And Girardi obviously was playing with a uh, broken kneecap or something, a sprained yeah. kneecap, and then he's been playing better. Mark Stahl had a, was has been playing well too. I mean, they're and they're not for all, the, for all the grief that we've given Kreider. He's playing much better hockey than what he was playing. I mean, he's still struggling to score, uh, but he does he did have five points this week as well, and you know he's looking better on the offensive part of the ice. He's still playing a little bit too reckless for me, but. It's starting to get to Kreider of old, and he's been coming off a couple injuries. Klein seems to be fully healthy now. Uh, Of course, we talk about the Rangers being fully healthy, and if we want to go to the Senators game, it was a terrible – it wasn't a terrible performance. It was a a slow, rugged performance from the Rangers. Uh, Didn't seem to ever get their skates under them, and just like that, Rick Nash gets hurt. I think Rick Nash actually got hurt in the game before. Is that true? Am I wrong? Did he get hurt in the Hurricanes game? He didn't play in the Senators game. He picked up the initial injury against the Hurricanes. Then he came back on the ice. Did he not play at all against the I think he was a do not play against. I don't want to correct you, Greg, but I don't think he. No, I, you, you could be right. I won't lie. I did not get to see much of the Senators game because just, like every normal American, I was probably watching football. Uh, normally, I would say that's not true of me, but. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pull up the box score for uh, us. I'm going to let, let you know he did not play. And I will also say I did watch that game and it was very painful Nothing good happened, and I never want to talk about it again. I'm very sorry, other hey, fans. Right? Oh, Nash. Yeah, Nash picked up two injuries against the Hurricanes. I don't know why I thought he came He hurt his leg. Game. He pretty much took a slap shot off his leg uh, and then came back into the game and hurt it again. 
Right, because he took oh, another. No, no, slap. it was the reverse. Oh. He hurt his leg and then took a slap shot off of it, and that was it. But he has a, he has yeah. nine days to recover now. He'll be back in the lineup. Right, and you also don't want to rush him back for a game against the Sabers. All you know, jokes aside, that's the game the Rangers should win, even when they're not playing their best hockey, because it's a rebuilding team. And if we want to get to that game tonight, what a weird game. There really isn't anything else to say besides what a weird game. I mean, uh, uh, the Rangers. Look, we can, we can Rangers say this look, real quick. Uh, Broussard had five points tonight. Kreider had five uh, points Miller this had week. Miller had a point too, didn't he? Uh, Miller only had, uh, I think, two points. Miller, I'm looking it up. Okay. I am on my looking it up game. This is the looking it up music. Dun, 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 dun. Um, Let's see, J.T. Miller, three points. Well, he was a plus. Okay. I see. So, when Miller does get credit for that goal that he deserves, and McElrath doesn't, he'll have a two-goal game and two points. But... He was a plus three. He seemed to be, he seemed to be on the ice for everything positive happening for the Rangers. Meanwhile, Broussard, five points, but was on the ice for two goals against. Not great for him. And Kreider, remarkably, in a game the Rangers win by three goals, him and Stepan are both minus one. Well, that's hard to do. Those two Gergensen goals, and this is another Ranger problem that's been happening all year. The Rangers let one goal in, and then a minute and a half later, they let another one in. I'd actually yeah, like to. You know, I was I was paying close attention to those goals because I was gonna be ready to just jump on the defenseman for really lacking on their man to man D there, but that actually wasn't on the defensive pairings. Those the first one was definitely on Kreider, who lost track of where Gergensen was. It's almost like he just wasn't paying attention to where he was on the ice and wasn't expecting the puck to just mosey on in front of Henrik. Uh, and then the second goal, the forwards. Just did another terrible job of matching up on Gergensen. They just let him kind of roam. Stahl was busy in the corner on the first one with um, Eichel and was playing good defense on him. The puck just dribbled out in front of the net, and Gergensen was there, and no Ranger forward just put a body and a stick on Gergensen. He had an open net in front of Henrik, one-on-one. I think you have so, to also not- give some credit to Eichel there. Both those passes were pretty beautiful. Uh, he's, he's a special player, man. Yeah. Like him and when him and McDavid are fully healthy, oh, it's going to be so fun to watch I'm them. I'm pretty pissed on, that he's in my but, division, but it's going to be a couple of years before he gets there. Yeah, and but yeah, I mean, we're I'm for one very quick to jump on the defensive pairings for their sloppy play when it happens, but those two Gergensen goals were on the forwards not doing a good job checking their man. Yeah, and I, I it was tied, and I was pissed off like right away because I I'm actually gonna go back and look up this week, uh, and if I don't, someone yell at me. How many times we let, we let in a goal within two minutes of each other, and it has to be like six or seven times this this year. I can I can name at least three games off the top of my head, including this one, and it's just like so frustrating to watch this team just get uh, I don't know dismantled within like they it's like they they just get restless on the ice. They sit out there. And they're like, okay, now we have to really play defense. And they just let everything by. I don't understand. It happens every every three or fourth game. But what we're starting to see from the Rangers is when they do have their mental lapses, they quickly snap out of it and they start playing Ranger hockey like we've seen before. Like, usually if this team had a 3-1 lead, they let up three goals. How many times do we see the game go to overtime and they eventually lose? Countless times. But now the Rangers, instead of, you know, letting the situation get too much of them and staying down on themselves. Within three minutes, they scored another go-ahead goal, and then they get a power play goal, something we haven't seen much of recently. 
just their second power play goal in their last 35 opportunities. Yeah, I was just about to say. And then they add an empty netter. And, you know, it's nice to see the Rangers actually come back with some fight and some firepower, even without Rick Nash on the ice. A six-goal game without Rick Nash, even if it's against former Ranger great Chad Johnson and the Buffalo Sabres, that's an impressive performance in my book. Former Ranger. And it, it goes back to JT Miller having some great games, Derek Broussard having an absolutely incredible game, and better play from Kreider, better play from Stepan. New Rangers signee Daniel Paye has looked okay. He had a new, th- a new wrinkle to the team that what, is nice to see. What's your take on that, actually? Because I know we just sent out Megna. Do you think he just wasn't cutting it up here? Uh, I don't. Th- I, I, honestly, I don't think Paye is going to be very different from Megna or Megna very different from Paye. I think the difference between the two is Paye has a bit of a track record with some of the Rangers on this team. I mean, he and Dan Girardi have a very long history um, that predates both their time in the NHL. And I, I honestly think hockey is one of those sports more so than others where it really comes down to team chemistry and knowing what a player on your line is going to do and knowing how to predict the next move that player is going to make. And I just think Paye's got more of a track record than Magna does. And right now the Rangers, I, I think the flow and the makeup of the team right now is a little bit more important than offensive potential. I think Megna is a better offensive player than Paye will be. Paye is better on the uh, penalty kill. And I just, I honestly just think it comes down to the fact that Paye has got familiarity with these guys. And right now that's what Vino wants. And it's paying dividends. He's Paye has definitely played well. Uh, he hasn't been overmatched. I think he's earned himself some more opportunities on the power play unit. But uh, I'll be interested to see what he can do forward. Of course, when this team gets fully healthy, we're going to start seeing Paye be a, a scratch. But I can't remember the last time this team was fully healthy. Yeah, and it's probably not going to be fully healthy the rest of the season. Injuries happen. That's the kind of the way the game plays out. Uh, you know, yeah. we, we sat Boyle tonight. He's an old man. He's, he needs a day off. I was totally okay with that. I want to see Rath more hey, in the Mac eighth Rath, anyway. Makarath played one of his best games this year. I love that kid. I, I really hope he sticks around and he plays well. I, I hope he advances far past his potential. Because, well, we did he, pay a hefty price for him. First round draft pick. First round draft pick. I mean, he's never going to be a top pairing defenseman. I think that's pretty clear. But, you know... You need all six defensemen to play well in order to be a successful team, right? I, I don't see any reason in McElrath's game that says he can't be a successful defenseman in the NHL. I think he needs to cut back on some of the penalties he takes, but I think some of that comes with simply just playing more hockey at this level and doing getting more game time under his belts. And some of it also comes from just sitting back, relaxing, and letting Mark Stahl, Dan Girardi, and Ryan McDonough Teach him how to play NHL hockey. And Yandel, by the way. Yandel is, like, taking him under his wing. They're bros. They hang out. I don't know if that's true. I'm making that up, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it seems like they are. Um, uh, I'll take your word for it. We don't, we don't have much left to go over. It's been a good week here. We got six points out of eight games. Eight games. Wow. It's been, oh, well, six, look at me. Six out of eight points. Look at me. Six out of eight points in four games. Uh, we won back-to-back games for the first time since November. That's nice to see. That felt really good. And like uh, I, I, I didn't yeah, feel like this team was an absolute failure this week. So that all being said, I'm going to preface this question. And, 
Uh, yeah, do you think any is. trades happening in the next few weeks? Well, we've been over this these trade scenarios before. We, we have, but it was more when Kreider was playing uh, a more, I don't know, annoying game and wasn't playing yeah. reckless and up to himself. Right now, I kind of like where the team is, so I don't know what, what your feelings are on this. Well, right now, the hard truths are the Rangers don't have any cap space to play with. So whoever they trade, they need to trade for an equal contract. Um Keith Yandel is their most valuable trade chip in the sense that he's a defenseman on an unrestricted free agent contract at the end of this year, and it's quite unlikely that the Rangers will give him the money needed to retain his services. So really, he's a rental player even for the Rangers at this point in time. And if the Rangers truly want to, quote-unquote, maximize their return on Yandel, maybe that move is trading him. But the thing with Yandel is, the Rangers are only paying them not even $2.5 million uh, because the Lightning are paying – not the Lightning, I'm sorry. The Coyotes are paying half his contract. So you're not going to get a player for $2.5 million that's going to provide the same impact a fully healthy contributing Keith Yandel will. No, so yeah. I don't know – and you're not going to do what the Penguins did with Perron, which is – kind of trade 40 cents on the dollar to get Carl Hagelin just to have uh, more control over a player. Because Yandel's not having, as much crap as I give Yandel, he's not having a terrible season. He's been fairly productive all year. I don't like the way A.V.'s been pairing him with Boyle, but when you put Yandel on the ice with Stahl or Girardi, you know, their skills play off each other a lot better. So the Rangers need... Another top six forward, even with JT Miller on such the hot streak that he is, I think you can use another top six forward. I just don't see any way the Rangers acquire one with the money they have available. They just don't have it. And it, it looks more and more like Druin is not going to the Rangers. Where Wherever the Lightning trade Druin, um, it's not going to be New York. No, it's not. Just because the salaries don't match up and what it comes down to, I don't think the Rangers want to trade another first-round pick and not have a first-round pick until the 2018 draft. That's just not something they're interested in. Yeah, I don't think so. So I think the Ranger team we got is the Ranger team we're going to have. And that's both good and bad. It's good because, again, as I said previously in the podcast, hockey is one of those sports where I think continuity and chemistry is very important. And it's bad because this Ranger team – has holes, and I, I don't see a way they fill those holes unless, you know, are the Devils going to decide to be sellers and trade old friend Lee Stepniak, who's having a pretty <laughs> decent offensive season? I don't think, I don't think the that. Devils no. – I don't think they're doing that. I think they're enjoying that they're – They'd have uh, to admit that contention. they're not going to be – Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, unfortunately, Ranger fans, despite seeing, you know, the St. Louis trade two years ago – Yandel's trade last year, I, I don't foresee a trade of any significant significance coming the Rangers' way. I will say this. I hate, um, just at a value standpoint, I like Yandel as a player. Do I think we have a chance to win this year? Actually, yeah, I do. I, I, anything can happen. You can come in as the eighth seed and win the whole thing. Are we, hot goalies, man. How many times have we said hot goalies? I, I think we have a good shot. I, the Caps are really good. I don't think they're unbeatable. Uh, but they're going to be a, a, certainly a handful for anyone they, they play. That being said, I hate 
having uh, an expiring contract and not getting anything for it. It's just like letting value fly out the window. I don't know what you get for Yandel. You might not be able to get anything good back in return or anything that's controllable or anything that you can actually put under your cap, like you said. But it just it just feels bad losing value on a player that good who isn't sure. going to be on your team. Sure, and it's not like uh, in baseball where you get like compensatory draft picks if the player leaves. But, you know, it's one of those things. The Rangers knew what bed they were getting into when they traded for Yandel uh, a year ago, which is they were getting 18 months of this guy, and they knew it was going to be extremely hard to pay him once he got the free agency because he's a young, talented, scoring defenseman, which has value in this league. And He's not that young. Right I, think now, I think he's like 27, 28, right? He's 29. Okay. Which, you know, it's not old. It's, it, it's you know, he's in the middle of the – He's in the middle of the prime of his career, but you know he's probably got less years of prime remaining than he's already enjoyed. Obviously, he's older than Stahl and Girardi. That's crazy. Crazy to think about because Stahl and Girardi have just been in the league forever. They look like they're thirty-five, and I just don't know how to deal with it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's a pill you swallow, and it sucks even more that we gave up Duclair to get him because Duclair really does look like hurts me every a guy that can make day an impact. of my life. You know that top six forward we're talking about the Rangers need to acquire? Oh, I Duclair? mean, it could be Anthony Duclair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is... Not that they're going to retrade for him. I'm just saying. No, if you never yeah. trade Duclair in the first place, you don't have that kind of... All right, before uh, we go, I'm going to look up Duclair's stats for this year so we can cry. I don't know if you want to do that. I'm going to do it's it. It's going to make go. you upset. Oh, actually, this is really sad. When you Google Duclair, the second thing is Rangers. Wow, thanks. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, boy. He's not having that great of a season. I, but he's still incredibly, incredibly I mean, young. he's only got 24 points. That's pretty good. <laughs> Not having that great of a season, he says. Yeah, he's a, he's a plus five with 22, 24 points, 12 goals, 12 assists. He's got six shots on goal tonight as well in 14 and a half minutes of ice time against the Wild. And he's 20. He's so good. Oh, that I'm, hurts. Uh, I'm so mad that we traded Chalker Duclair. That makes me so angry. It really, it really breaks my heart. But I mean, I get why we did it. We were going for it. We were the strongest team that year. We had every chance in the world. Zuccarello gets hit in the head with a puck, and that changes the whole timeline. Yep. I'm not but, sure. I'm, know, to be honest, it, I'm not sure we beat those Blackhawks anyway. And I know that's like that's blasphemy. I don't know. I, I don't know who does. The Blackhawks are a very ridiculously good program. Yeah, I don't uh, get it. Rape came. But that's like, you know, that's that's one thing they were talking about during the Hurricane game. Uh, former Blackhawk Chris Versteeg is just being wasted away on the Hurricanes this year. A team that is not going to compete. He's another unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. He's absolutely the type of player the Rangers should be looking to acquire. But he, the, the, the cap numbers just will never match with a guy like Chris Versteek. And there's no way the Rangers can make that match while still fielding a competitive team that could make the playoffs. So I, I really do believe that this is the Ranger team we're saddled with moving forward. And, we're just going to need to see more production from him. More production like we got this week, six six of eight points. That's, that's a hell of a week. And uh, with all that being said, seems like we did a good job here. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm I'm sure you're more uncomfortable recording this podcast than I am because it's your back. I got my back brace on. I got my lumbar pillow. I got everything. I just want to wrap my arm in a towel. And By the way, it. listeners, we're 26. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not turning 27 until April, and yeah, my body is August for me. So, if, in case you're wondering if we're well, old men, we're not. 
No, but we're like Dan Girardi and Mark Stahl. We've been through things. We've, we've done some things to our bodies that normal 26-year-olds have not done. You know what they say. It gets late early. Rest in peace, Yogi Berra. Yogi Berra, the greatest. The greatest. That being said, everyone have a great week. Next week, we're going to try to do something special for you. Uh, let's go Rangers. Yeah, we, and got, we, got, we got some things cooking. I'll, I'll tell you that much. We're, we're working. We're really trying to, to bring you a better show. I don't, we're doing a terrible job, but hey, man, we're trying. Uh, the least you can say is we're entertaining. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> you got a good point there. Fair, stern, and fair. Uh, Greg, say goodbye. Bye-bye. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.